Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, Pastor Jim discusses the problem of worry or the practice of being anxious in a believer's life. This scripture is found in Matthew 6, verses 25 through 34, which is a continuation of the Sermon on the Mount. We need to know that our failure to be obedient to Jesus' commands is sin and that he commands us not to worry. Anxiety or worry is sin because it is the fruit of believing lies. For anxious thoughts to be anything more than a short-term reaction to a situation, you must deny who God is and what he has said. For the Christian, anxiety is a sinful waste of time and emotional energy. In this passage, Jesus explains why. It's a passage filled with word pictures and rhetorical questions built around four commands which form the backbone of this powerful teaching. Please listen to today's slice of Jim's message entitled, Each Day Has Enough Trouble. Lord, give us this day our bread for the next seven weeks. No. Give us this day our, our, our daily bread. The key to that is restated in that last sentence. So do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will care for itself. I love this. Each day has enough trouble of its own. And you know what? I don't know what troubles you're going to have tomorrow morning. It, it will probably be a normal day. Odds are it will be a normal day, but it might not be. Somebody might run a red light and ruin your day. Perhaps ruin your life. Perhaps take the life of somebody you love. I'm on a, I'm on a streak here that um, I hope has ended. I, it's been happening every, every couple of weeks. I do not want any more phone calls from somebody who says, my husband just died. My wife just died. And, and we didn't know it was coming. Each day has enough trouble of its own. And I promise you, if you have to walk through that gut-wrenching, bone-crushing loss, you will find His mercy, His compassion, His loving kindness never fails. New every morning. There's plenty for you to do today without adding the burden of worrying about it, or even sillier, worrying about tomorrow. In reality, you don't know what tomorrow will bring. You know the end of James's chapter on worldliness, he says this, James 4, 13 through 15, come now you who say, and, and I think if we put that in the vernacular, it would be something like, oh, come on, you guys. Come now you who say, today or tomorrow we shall go to such and such a city and spend a year there and engage in business and make a profit. Yet you do not know what your life will be like tomorrow. You're just a vapor that appears for a little while and then vanishes away. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we shall live and also do this or that. That passage doesn't tell you not to make plans. It tells you to make plans 
seeking first his kingdom and his righteousness, trusting him to provide what you need. And if he wills, you may go to that city. You may make a great profit. Praise the Lord. Thank him for his goodness. Thank him for his abundance. Now you have to be a steward of his abundance. You always have what you need. And remember, the the context immediately before our passage today is the things over which most of us worry the most are the things that we shouldn't be concerned about anyway. Now, there's probably someone among us, maybe some ones, for whom anxiety is a it's just a it's just a recurring problem. Uh, I encourage you to think of it not as a lifetime curse, but remember what it is. It is a sin to which you might be particularly prone, one for which you are more temptable than or more easily tempted than some people. You know, some people seem especially prone to lying. You know, it just maybe harder for them to to just say the truth than to bend it. Some people are very easily tempted to immorality. But in every case, for every person, with every kind of temptation, God provides what we need. If your temptation is toward a certain thing, you know what places you ought to stay away from. You know what people you ought not to hang out with. You know what things you ought not watch or ought not uh, read. And Paul was pretty clear about it. Put to death the deeds of the flesh. I mean, take radical moves to not put yourself into the most temptable situations. Well, understand, if you think of things like, oh, I don't know, Drunkenness, if you think of that as a disease, well, you've got a medical problem. But understand, Jesus didn't die for your medical problems. He died for sins. Call it what it is. Deal with it as you, as you need to. Our men's and women's Bible studies this week are coming to this passage, Hebrews 12. Therefore, since we have so great a cloud of witnesses surrounding us, that's the testimonies of the people of faith mentioned in Hebrews 11, Let us also lay aside every encumbrance and the sin which so easily entangles us. That's why I use the word tentacles to describe the things on earth that you can treasure up. Things that tangle you up. Get rid of them. Let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, or sort of like seeking first His kingdom and His righteousness. If we had time, we could visit a couple of other passages that contain our theme word. We've dealt with them both in their own contexts. Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7, Be anxious for nothing in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your request be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, shall guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Or 1 Peter chapter 5, Casting all your anxiety upon Him because He cares for you. And actually, there's a play on words there, casting all your cares on Him because He cares for you. You do the casting, He does the caring. Now, I'm going to wrap this up with something that will be um, torturous 
for those who only listen to this sermon uh, via audio, at least now with our live stream, there will be, be a video of it. So if your people are watching on video, they'll get to see it. Otherwise, this is going to be a really boring couple of minutes here for you. But I love how some people have taken the essence of 1 Peter 5, Philippians chapter 4, Matthew chapter 6, and there are many other passages that could be, and they've portrayed them this way. Here's an artistic way to look at it. Think of that whole screen as representing the universe and maybe the, the gray square, maybe that represents planet Earth. And there's that great big circle that somebody labels, things I worry about. There's a far smaller circle that is labeled, things that can happen. There's a little dot that is labeled, things that do happen. That's just a way to portray that what you worry about, it's almost all a waste of time. Now, that's for the artist-oriented or the arts-oriented visual learners. I got one for the engineers, too. All right? Here's your flow chart, or somebody corrected me in the first service. No, this is an algorithm. Okay, I don't care where Al goes or if he has rhythm or anything about that. But here's the point. Do you have a problem in your life? If the answer is no, then don't worry. Do you have a problem in your life? If the answer is, I don't know, then don't worry. Do you have a problem in your life? If the answer is yes, then ask yourself, can you do something about it? If you say, I don't know, then don't worry. Can you do something about it? If the answer is no, then don't worry. Can you do something about the problem? If the answer is yes, then do it and don't worry. Or you might say, Don't worry, stop worrying, don't worry. You get the point? God provides exactly what you need, and He provides it for you day after day, and today is the day that the floodgates of God's sufficiency are open to you. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Don't borrow trouble from tomorrow. And let's pray. Father, how we thank you for your, your astounding goodness to us. We really do stand in your grace. Your mercies, they really are new every morning. We cast our cares upon you and you, and you care for us. When we feel that grip of worry tightening around us, We can call upon you any moment in prayer, supplication, with thanksgiving, and know that your indescribable peace will be ours through your grace to us in Jesus Christ. Now, Father, there's something you want to do through each of us. Do it, we pray. Make us attentive to your Spirit Make us responsive to your word. Help us to help one another to come alongside and help the weak and encourage the faint-hearted to be at peace with all men. Do what you would do according to your glory, for your will. Through us, we pray in Jesus' name.
Amen. If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.